up everybody this is rabbit and blue radio with the skeleton crew this is alex michael J, and our special guest host dan chase all right friday 13th part four picks up right after friday 13th part three like dan said in the last show it uh perfectly ties things together um jason ends up in a morgue comes back to life and right away in the morgue what i like about the movie and I think you guys appreciate this, is you got good characters right away. Yep. As soon as Axel rests that donut or whatever he's eating on the dead body and just acts so nonchalant and just starts eating it again, like right there, you say, okay, this a banana. Oh, was it a banana? Yes. You, you say to yourself, you know, this this guy's cool. These people are funny. You know, everyone's sarcastic. Even in the beginning when the Jason's hand falls off the... The stretcher and the girl jumps back. It really like it's realistic. It's good. Yep. Yep. Exactly. My the, my favorite part about the beginning of that movie too is um and I know I've heard this on uh, one of the commentaries and I hate to uh, repeat something somebody else said but I couldn't agree more about this is how um, there's one shot just as everybody's leaving the crime scene of part three and it just lingers and it's yeah. so creepy and effective and it's just perfect. It's just perfect. Yeah, because it's like bright and then it goes to total yep. darkness. Yep, everybody's there, you know. There's there's ambulances, there's cops, there's, you know, everybody. There's a helicopter even. And right. then it shows everybody weaving and the whole place just goes silent and and the shot just stays on it. And I love that shot. That's one of my favorite shots of the whole movie. I just right. wanted to get that out there because of the beginning. Me and Dan are like so on the same page with Your so much. Your kindred spirits. Oh, my God. Like, I he really appreciates the subtlety. Watch. I'll prove it. Dan. Yes. Wasn't one of the greatest scenes in Halloween when Lori is walking across the street and they're playing that music, that little theme of hers, at yep. the very end of the movie and when it's all dark and the it's, wind's blowing? Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's, Absolutely, sir. That stuff is the best. Yep. It, it's subtle, yet it's so effective. So good. Because of its... Subtlety. Yeah, part four, the biggest, obviously the biggest uh, thing about it is it's the final chapter, Jason yes. dies. Yes, and, and and that reminds me too about Savini, how on, you know, he was on number one, and then he came back for four because they were under the impression that it would be the last one, right. and he was, and he pulled out all the stops for that flick. He, you know, and you could tell that he got better over the years. At that point, Savini was just at the top of his game. He was a rock star. Everybody knew who he was, you know. So it, it must have been such an exciting time in horror back then. I can only imagine. Oh, my God. You know, speaking of the characters, like, like what did, what did you feel about, like, things like when the guy was going to cheat on his girlfriend because one of the twins liked him? Like, what were you thinking? Like, uh, It reminded I, me of, honestly, like, they, uh, a typical night with my friends, like shit always going down like that. And that kind of just rung true, you know? And as, <clears throat> as far as storytelling goes, I don't know. It was okay, I guess. Maybe it was a little unnecessary, but I found it to be pretty good. I mean, they tried to add a bunch of stories into it, which 
that's the thing about that movie too. It goes everywhere. You know, it's got tons of stories involved. It's got great kills. It's got great everything. Yeah, Mike, how did you feel when uh, Jimbo got to nail the chick and <laughs> and like the other guy acted like you know, watch me, watch what I do. How did you feel when he went up there? Like, you know what? That's another scene. When he walks up with that chick and he's looking at his friends and they're going up the stairs, I can relate again. Like, I feel like I know how he'd feel. And you're, you know you're going up. You know what's going on. Everyone's looking and they're oh, laughing. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And they're all laughing like, yeah. He's gonna, it's really and, – and like you're walking up the stairs and you're like, yeah, it's really happening. Yeah. And then and then he comes down. Then 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 uh, Jim comes down later and he's like, he's like, hey, uh, Teddy, why don't you put these in your little uh, computer? Oh. But you know what? That scene didn't pay off for me because the guy laughed and I want him to be like, screw you, man. You know, I wanted him to not be okay with it. He, he wanted him to be pissed off. Yeah. yeah. He was wasted. Yeah, he was yeah, too of high. Well, that's the only reason he laughed is because he was probably stoned out of his mind and he didn't know any better at that point. Yeah. Uh, the the payoff would have been the jealousy. and uh, didn't happen, but that's all right. right. That's cool. All right. <laughs> so think about this. This is a what-the-F moment for me. Right. This guy, Rob, is all hyped up. He's hunting Jason. He's he, he he's he's gonna kill because his sister was killed. You, do you guys know who his sister was? Uh, supposedly uh, somebody from part Sandra three? from part two, right? Yep, two. that's right. Yep, Sandra. Yep, yep, yep. Good, Mike. Nice, dude. Well, thank you, sir. I I love that stuff where they tie movies together. So I that was already embedded in my mind. But he finally comes up against Jason, and what does he do? He starts screaming his lungs out, not even putting up a fight. Jason has time to, like, search for crap on the table. Oh, here we go. I'll take a freaking whatever. Uh, and I'll just start whacking this guy in the chest. And and the whole time, Rob's just standing there. And uh, he's just yelling the worst, like, thing I've ever heard. He It's a joke. He's going, ah, oh, he's killing me. He's killing me. It just reminds me, like, I don't really know if I've seen a skit like this, but it reminds me of something like, okay, he's picking up a knife. Oh, he stabbed my stomach. I'm getting a little queasy here. He keep, He's still stabbing me. Okay, it's getting harder to breathe. Okay, I'm, I'm losing consciousness. I'm probably going to be dead soon. Okay, thanks for the play-by-play, Rob. How about you, you, you do something to maintain life? Well, let me ask you a question, right. Alex. If, if you were Rob... What would you have done in that situation? Because, look, Jason is obviously a hulking, maniacal figure. I would have banged Trish if I was him. Well, no, but he didn't have time. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not saying if you were – I'm not saying if you were Rob in general. I'm saying if you I'm were Rob kidding. in that – Right. Yeah. But, no, yeah. I know that. But I'm just saying if you were Rob in that general moment. Right. I like Dan's approach. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be looking for Jason. I'd be uh, right. ham, I'd be hammering away on Trish. But right. you'd be like you'd be like forget those people next door. We'll lock the door and just leave them over there. Jason Schmason, man, I got a blonde looks like that uh, hanging out with me. Yeah. No, let Gordon watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let, let the, let, I'd let the dog keep sleeping on the bed when I'm with him. <laughs> if he if he just turned around, 
I think I would have had a weapon. I'd probably stab him in his throat or something. I don't know. Kick yep. him. Kick him. St- you know, do something. Push him away. He he was searching for stuff, Mike. Jason didn't even have his weapon, I don't think, right? No, he well, came out and like tried to choke him down or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I would have I would have uh, hit him when he was looking for something. I have to watch that again. I always hide my face right. at that scene because it scares me. So, moving along. <laughs> yeah, moving along. All right. Yeah. When Jason was chasing Trish around and she was going to run out of the house, but Jimbo's body was across the door. So, okay, she turns around. That's fine. But then she can't just walk over a, a dead corpse that is laying on the doorstep. And yeah. No, but he's not. Oh, oh, the other person was laying on the doorstep. Okay. That makes me so mad, Alex. I'm like, are you kidding me? And she goes up the stairs. Right? Isn't that what she did? No. <laughs> and and um, I was always very impressed by that stunt where Trish goes out the window. I thought that was awesome. Oh, yeah. my God. That's ridiculous. There's no way that didn't hurt. I, that was that was unbelievable. And it was great camera work. I mean, they mm-hmm. followed her perfectly down there. So, like, things like that. That's really weird. But if you notice, um, when she returns to the house, she jumps over that dead person's body. Right? And she goes. Yeah. <laughs> that really made no sense. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a big uh, that's a big deal. Do you guys think Jason needed more screen time in this movie? Like, I don't. I think nope. it was perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think if you put him on the screen too much, mm-hmm. that it, it's going to kind of kill the mystique. So I think he had a nice balance of of time. Absolutely, and you know what? Too <clears throat> towards the end, there it, it's nonstop. Just like we were talking about, you know how there's a storm at the end and. And uh, at the end of three or whatever, well, the same thing with four. Now, I, I it doesn't have that same shot, obviously, but there's a thunderstorm and all that. You know, there's there's a big atmosphere to the movie and all of that. And and it it does seem like as soon as Jason ends up on screen towards the end, it's nonstop and he's everywhere and he's running around. You get your Jason Phil. I think I think a prime example of how. You have an amazing mystique, and then you completely lose it with too much screen time. Come on, Halloween 1, Halloween 2. Right, exactly, sir. Come mm-hmm. on. You see the guy disappear behind bushes, yeah. plant things falling, this and that. All of a sudden, you're like, you got over-the-shoulder shots of him walking through the town. You, you're yep. freaking uh, every, uh, way too much, way too much, and you lose. You lost everything there. Right. Um, so... Thankfully, they didn't do that here. And Jason Part 2 is a great example of keeping them in the shadows, then let them come out towards the end. Right. It's enough. It's enough. Right. Exactly. I know this is like a dumb topic, but a lot of people, believe it or not, this is a controversy. Did the dog jump through the window, or did Jason throw him through the window? I think we can all agree he jumped through. Of course he did. Okay. And there's no reason for it, because wasn't like Jason in the basement when he did that, too? Exactly. (laughs) Gordon was just like, be out, be out, be out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. Well, you know what what they say about like dogs and other animals. Like when they sense something, they move. You know what I mean? Like they get out. Like, yeah. They, they have can. A sense. They definitely can sense that shit. Yeah, exactly. I go. I just. Uh, one thing I thought that they were going to pay off is uh, I thought Gordon was going to come back and bite his arm in in an opportune <laughs> moment. That dog never came back. I wonder where he is. Uh. Yeah. All right. Where is he today? <laughs> I thought he died from the jump. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> I never even thought of that. Absolutely <laughs> me either. Um, okay, Jason walks out of the uh, out of the house alone when when he was chasing uh, Trish to her house. So, how did Rob's body just magically get thrown through that window? He had nothing. Jason just walked out with nothing, and 
he went back over. I don't know. <laughs> I think we have a continuity problem there. Well, I'll tell you, well you want to talk about a continuity problem? I'll tell you a continuity problem. After he kills Rob, you know, and Trish goes back up the stairs, he magically appears across the basement under the stairs to grab Trish's foot. Right. There's a yeah. few of them, but you know what? It, it is what it is, you know. These things are going to happen. It's not like, oh, you ruined the series, and, you know, it's horrible now since we're going to talk continuity in the remake. Now that's that's a whole different story. But as far as that stuff, it doesn't bother me at all. Okay. All right. My biggest question in this movie was, at the end, when Tommy shaves his head, and he puts makeup on himself to look like Jason when he was a kid. And he managed to trick him. Then Jason approaches him, reaches out with his arms, and then Trish attacks. The biggest question is, what was Tommy's plan overall? What was he going to do exactly? He had no weapons on him. What if uh, he went downstairs and Trish was already dead? So so you got a bald head and some makeup on. You say, Jason, Jason, what, what were you going to do? What was your plan? Right. I don't understand. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that, too. You're right. Yeah, like, um, if you want to distract them, bang some pots and pans or something, like, you don't go shaving your head and putting makeup on, and it's just, it was a lot to, it was a lot to do to distract a guy. Well, and, and how is that supposed to be perceived either? Is he supposed to think that, you know, that's him, and, you know, I, I obviously get it was to delay him, to confuse him, and it bought him just enough time to do so. Dude, that's a lot of effort for a little time, boy. That's what, exactly, I couldn't agree more, <laughs> exactly. You know, like you said, good, grab the pots and the pans, you know? Light, light a fire cracker or something <laughs> like, exactly just christ yeah. this guy's obtain- <laughs> yeah that was a little over the top but at the same time they you know that's kind of a throwback to the second one you know it's yeah. same same type of deal as what amy Steele did so i liked it you know i kind of i said oh this is you know this is the same same thing as last time jason's dumb at certain times and he's vulnerable and that's how they get him yeah and i'm sitting there and jason's like reaching out to him i thought he was like in a put his hand on his shoulder and say, I shall call him Mini-Me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, what was he going to do? <laughs> yeah, because he's like, remember me, Jason? Jason, don't you remember? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yes, I do. Now what? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So you remember? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're good then. So you're not going to kill me? Uh, yeah, I'm going to kill you right now. <laughs> I think he was, I think Tommy would have decapitated him with that machete. He didn't have the machete at the time. If you remember, he ran down and then picked it up off the floor. Oh, that's right. See, yeah. that's another thing, guys, I wanted to touch on. When he swings that machete, that kid is not even close to as tall as his head is. Like, I don't <laughs> understand how he swung that because the camera angle shows him, and it's a clean, straight swing. What's he? What did he grow? Fucking he got, three feet? It's, it's <laughs> like Mario Brothers, and he got a mushroom. <laughs> Yeah, like he <laughs> he takes a swing. Yeah, none of it makes sense. And and that's another question that you gotta ask. Uh, what eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old girl Chris mm-hmm. cracks this guy in his skull with an axe. Right. Jason Jason's fine. He he gets up and walks out of a morgue. Um, a little a little boy, eleven or twelve years old, takes a little machete. Like I said in in the first episode, it wouldn't go through Pamela's neck and bone. Uh, right. Or, none of that. Now. He sunk it far enough into Jason that, uh, you know, it kills yeah. him. Right. 
How do, how do you figure that? You know, and I hate I hate talking like this because it's right, like right. it's like we don't like it, but we're just no. you know, we're just having fun here. Yeah, exactly. And but that is probably one of the coolest deaths to how how his face slides down that blade. That is yes. so badass, you know. And right. with his eye kind of bugging out too, almost like oh shit, like he has feelings after all. Like this guy can be hurt, as opposed to he's just a walking machine and you can't see his face and you actually see him. <laughs> he looks yeah. like a demented alien that's just freaking out. I mean, I love that part. That was like, oh, sh-. that was the oh, shit moment. Now, how about this? Let's talk about that. Good. Yep. Another good topic. Jason's face. Was it the best in part one, two, or three? Uh, two, three, or four? Ooh. Um, I say two when he jumped through the window. Yeah, because the hair, it just gives that hillbilly creepy look, yeah. Yeah, realistic. Yeah, I say three, because it scares the hell out of me to this yes, day. Yes, Mike, you're right. You're absolutely right. That scene is scary. I remember having nightmares of that, of being in that area and him coming out with those eyes, dude. Like, I or can't that. watch it. I don't Yeah, know. dude, I you're absolutely right, Mike. Three. I couldn't agree scary. more. That is a scary part, and that and that's totally reliant on his face, or, his face, or lack thereof, or whatever you want to call it yeah well when he smiles that, was really... oh, that that just creeps me out <laughs> and part four you know i god i hate saying negative things about it. i love this movie but um the face would look like uh hard plastic or something it, it looked really weird like that that weird uh gnarly part on the cheek yeah like what was that like i don't know doesn't it kind of look like the guy from the goonies um chunk <laughs> no sloth mike <laughs> chunk okay what the f moments yeah uh probably i'm thinking like the slow dance when when he said when she says kiss me you fool and he turns his hat backwards and he goes sweetly, sweetly. <laughs> what, the, what the hell was that that's a three stooges throwback didn't i didn't i don't think it uh worked <laughs> and the, the old uh the old porn slideshow thing or whatever you want to call it, you know, I just, uh, I, I, I didn't get that. I thought, what's going on here, you know? Man. It just seemed a little out of place. I guess not, what the fuck, but more like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I would have liked some <laughs> some Johnny Long reference would have been better than that. Right? <laughs> exactly. That would have been what, funnier. What else? Anything, Mike? Any what the fuck moments? Uh, well, I said about the thing with the... I, you know what? I don't understand why Jason was outside that window and then broke in and <laughs> grabbed that chick that Jim slept with and threw her out the window like that. <laughs> that was so stupid. What? It's so stupid. You're right. What the hell kind of thing? Like, uh, here, it's a, it's another, it's another crazy Ralph question. How long was he willing to stay there till somebody walked to the window? I mean, well, first of all, how the hell did he get from the kitchen from killing uh, Jimbo, and then I think he killed Ted after that? Then you're telling me, okay, so did he go outside, get a ladder? And just climb up to the second floor and say, oh, la da 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 I'm going to wait because she's going to be standing by the window at this certain moment in time. Yeah. yeah. Right, like he knew it, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, I, got, I, I got another classic one, man. <laughs> okay, your girlfriend is in a raft. You sort of just cheated on her. You swim over. She's dead. Is your reaction? <laughs> you push her and go, what the? And you, you yeah, freaking. that was awesome. Dude, that was the most. He's like, ah, what? I, like that. That was like 
oh, who gives a F if this chick's yeah. my girlfriend's dead? Let me make sure I don't get hurt. It reminds me of uh, Half-Baked, Dave Chappelle and Half-Baked. Get away from me, bitch. <laughs> like I'm just thinking, if my girlfriend was in the raft, I'd be like, I'd be like, oh my god, are, are you okay? I would have shaken her. This guy just bolts, right? Well, honestly, when he gets to, well, no, I can understand why I wouldn't shake her because he probably gets to a point and you see the knife through her back and you see all the blood. You know, you would assume that she'd be dead. So what is your reaction? Take you off. Just leave there. Yeah, I gotta say, get the hell out of there. You might be next. That's well, really not how... a raft, though. Like, you know, obviously he's not like an immediate danger in the sense where there's nobody right next to him. Do you he think that he should get in the raft? Do you think that he should have gotten the raft with her and freaking paddled somewhere? Yes. Honestly, Mike, I haven't thought about it. <laughs> uh, I know. I'm sorry. I bring up stupid crap. Yeah, that but... honestly might. You know what though? Uh, that might be an all right idea if you really think about it. Not bad. Not bad. I would hold right. on to the raft and paddle to the land. I don't know. Right. No, I would probably get into the raft and throw her out of the raft into the water and just get out of there. Doesn't he get that thing right in his balls, too? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's, my that's God. Pat's pain. Right in his Ooh, groin. Good Lord. That's pain. Good thing that, the good thing this movie wasn't in 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so about great kills, then. Uh, you, got, you got the dude who got his face rammed through the shower. Oh, dude, that was so brutal. Yeah. Yeah. That oh yeah. Was... He's like, he's like, hey, you want to get in the shower with me, old buddy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Polly, old buddy, old pal. <laughs> and then the noises that he makes, it's like, <laughs> that's like Jason. He's like, <laughs> just like, shut the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love the um, Crispin Glover death too. The yeah. uh, corkscrew and then yeah. boom, right in the face. Okay, ready. Ready, guys? I do the best. Ready? <clears throat> hey, Ted! Hey, Ted! Where the hell's the corkscrew? Ted! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> do you know how many times me and my friends have yelled out, where the hell's the corkscrew? Wow. I am amazed, sir. <laughs> I have no life. <laughs> then we got, let's see, who else was killed? Oh, 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 the, uh, the, the twin, you got the shadow kill where he just rams a pole through her. That's... See, that was another one that was off screen, but... I found that more effective than the other one we probably oh, yeah. talked about, you I, know? I, I, I like the hitchhiker one, too, where, where she's sitting eating the banana, and all of a sudden he goes to the neck and he goes, like, and you actually hear her, like, you know, you hear him, like, go, and you hear her go, like, <laughs> I swear I know a girl who looks just like that. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> then you got, of course, uh, Ted, uh, Teddy Bear. Yeah. He got a knife rammed in the back of his skull. And that was yep. awesome. That yep. was awesome. Yeah. And, of course, you know, uh, this movie really personalizes the characters. Like, it really, I think it really brings um, the movie to life when you have, like, nicknames for people in the movie. Because it makes you feel like there really is a world that exists within that that movie. Like, a good example is, like, Teen Wolf. Like, how, you know, Styles and, and Boof. And then you got the, when he says, dead fuck, and you just keep that going. It's like... Right. It's in, it's inside jokes, which turns characters into real people to me. You know? Exactly. Exactly, Alex. You couldn't be more right. Yeah, I like that stuff. It brings it to life to me. Mystery time. Did Mrs. Jarvis get killed? Yes. I would have to say yes, just because I don't think she would leave her kids in the house like that. Well, I've See, seen the deleted scenes, so I know that she gets killed. 
Okay, fill me in. I didn't see him. The deleted scenes, inc- well, the it's like an alternate ending, where uh, it's it's more like I guess a dream sequence. Yeah, thing. see, that's the thing. Like, yeah, it's a dream sequence. Um, it's still unclear whether she dies or not. Right. It's supposed to be at the end where Trish finds her in the bathtub, uh-huh. and Jason appears behind her, and then she wakes up, and it's the next morning. And, and you know, I, I remember Joe Zito talked about that too, and that's why right. he took it out, just because it's too vague, and he still didn't really answer. He said, you know, I just who knows, who knows what happened. So I think it's it doesn't bother me that much. Obviously, you know, she goes outside, and then you know, lightning strikes, and she she gives a surprise look. It's assumed, but then again, you never know. Who knows? <laughs> right. Uh. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. Very professional. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, listen, I strive for the best. All right. Uh, hottest girls in the movie. I think the chick who died on the raft, the girl from Weird Science, that's one, right? Yep. Yeah. And you throw that in with sex and nudity. Yes. Yep. Oh, uh, definitely. What's the other girl there, her friend that she's talking to in the bathroom? Sarah. Who turned whore overnight. Dude, oh, she's she's something beautiful right there, I'll tell you. And I heard stories that she was the worst person to work with on that film. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That's, that sucks. Like, she didn't even want to die. Like, the way that she was supposed to get killed, she didn't want to die that way. And mm-hmm. you know when that, you know when she's in the shower with, uh, oh, whatever yeah, that she, guy's name she is. She gets her ass cheeks pressed up against the glass. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah, but you know it's not her right. ass cheeks. Of course not. Uh, of course, why would it be that they, they wouldn't have showed it? Like if they were really going to show it, they would have shown it. But they, they did it through a shower stall. Yeah, right. There's no way that's that chick. Yeah. Like I said, the characters are very strong. You got uh, the dead F. You got the dead F. Oh, come, Jim. Yeah, Jim, I, I'm trying to. We love Chris, Chris Glover. You have the Doctor Loomis of Friday the Thirteenth. Now you got Tommy Jarvis. I don't yep. know. Now look, I love Tommy Jarvis, but I wouldn't call him the Doctor Loomis of Friday the Thirteenth. And I'll tell you why. Not in the fourth one, at least. In part six, maybe, but not part four because he's too young to be that. In four, he's not a final girl. He's like a nemesis. He's like a head-to-head type of person. Well, I say that because, you know. Loomis tied Halloween together, and I think they attempted that with Friday the 13th with Tommy Jarvis. Would you say mm-hmm. that? Right. Well, that's why they should have kept the character, but they didn't, and that was that was a downfall. Oh, well, then we would have never gotten a telekinetic girl. Right. Are you sure you want to give that up? Take it or leave it. Now you leave it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so you got Tommy Jarvis. Do you feel that he made the movie what it was? Yes. He was a, he was a big part of it, absolutely. It, it, there were so many different character traits in that movie that you didn't even you couldn't even keep up. There were so many strong characters. You follow romance and the comedy between the two guys, and and it was almost like they were yanked from a John Hughes film and put into a Friday Thirteenth movie to uh, to get killed. When you're talking about the the fat girl on the side of the road, it's like, hey, honey, you got a sister? Yeah, rough, rough. Trish, Trish to me, and I, I, I interviewed her. It was one of my best interviews. I, oh, I wish, are you kidding me? Yeah, I wish I pulled some stuff from that and I could have uh, added it here, but because it was really good. Um, mm. I told her that, and I wonder if you guys agree. She has the face of a porcelain doll. Oh 
oh my god, she is so beautiful. Right, I can agree with that. She's like a model. Right. I was going to say, she's single in the movie. I'm like, what the... Yeah, she was such a great character, you know, she was, um... Oh man, I just love I I love everything you know about that character. You know, it's just her range of emotions were were right on point. You know, she was sympathetic and she was the cute girl and just everything. You know. Mm-hmm. Look, what I liked about her is that she played a role that you don't normally see. If you ever notice in like almost every single movie or TV show, the big sister always teases the kid, always mean like like Kelly Bundy, but like. <laughs> Like, Kelly Bundy is a little extreme, but most big sisters are rude, but she was really a nice sister. Right. Exactly. And you don't get that. So I think as as boys, and we were younger when we watched these movies, we felt like that would have been a great big sister. Like you know. A... Yeah, the Jarvises, uh, as a family, you know, as a family unit, were way too happy. They were just, uh, you know. Jarvis Sandwich? Yeah, yeah, oh my god, are you kidding me? That's just weird. That would that would freak me out. Like, I'd love to be the meat in that one. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I would face Trish though. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of the other great family moments is like when when Tommy's in bed and the two are getting it on across the way and he's yep. checking him out and then all of a sudden the mom comes in. Like when I when I see that scene, I really feel like I'm that little kid in bed peeking out that window and when she closes it, I know exactly how I'd feel if my mom did that. It's like I oh, yeah. I really live that scene. It's funny. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and that's the great thing about those movies, you know, you got Tommy Jarvis, you got a kid in a Friday the thirteenth movie and it's like it just changes the whole landscape and the whole the whole movie in general, you know? Throw a kid in there, it's not just teenagers anymore. You got a whole different perspective. You got a kid's perspective and let's face it, the most innocent of perspectives. You take that and put it in a horror film and there you go. You know, some hasn't worked, you know, as 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 much as others you know, child's play or something like that. But, you know, I think it, it it really worked, and Corey Feldman killed it in that movie. I thought that was one of his best roles, to be honest with you. He was so believable. He, he's such a great actor, you know, so. All right, let's go to the best couple in the movie. Um, so you got the guy who could care less his girlfriend's dead. You got the guy in the shower with the girl. You got you got Rob and Trish. You got Jimbo Trish and Robert one of the twins. Yep. Yeah, one of the twins. Mm-hmm. Gee, I don't. You know, it's weird, man. I love the characters in this movie, but I don't really think I connected on a um, couple level with any of them. Exactly. It was almost like you know, try, just trying to get laid. <laughs> yeah, it's just a you bunch know? of guys trying to get laid. <laughs> That's why I like this movie the most. No, because see, the, see the, the one I liked the most, like I said, was the Crispin Glover one because yeah. he was trying so hard. He proved his buddy wrong. It was so such a big, intricate part of the of the storytelling, and, and it was just great. And then, that's another thing with the bed brick, and that's a fucking classic moment. I guess oh, uh, yeah. I heard something where they did not expect that to happen at all. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think one of the best moments was when, like, uh, Teddy Bear is trying to hook up with a chick and she, he starts making out. She's like, uh, hold, I need a drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she takes off. <laughs> Isn't it always usually that guy, though? It's the loudest guy at the party. Uh, you know, I can the get... most confident guy. Yeah, exactly. And he turns out to be the biggest douchebag who can't do anything. And, you know, yeah. and, and it was almost like, you know, Crispin Glover played the biggest dork in that movie, especially with his. Uh, 
his his old ACDC dance that it turned into. Uh, what, what was the other uh, song there that they they made? Uh, it? Don't you let me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. That's classic. How about the best line? Ready? Um, was I a, 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 a dead fuck? <laughs> I thought you great. were great. <laughs> I, I was great. Put that in your computer, Teddy boy. Whatever he says. She said that was great. <laughs> that was so funny. Like, like Crispin Glover really knows how to add nuances to characters, man. Yeah, yep. he does. With the. Okay, Biff. I'll run that over first thing in the morning. He says like first thing in the morning. <laughs> oh God, he knows how to add those tweaks, man. That guy's great. Oh, that was a great, great uh, interview I heard with him before. And Yeah. Uh, he's just a great guy all around, you know, and he, he's a no-bullshit person, too. He's very uh, strong-willed, and, and he doesn't just go with, with with the flow of things, trying to be the biggest actor in the world. He takes projects that he cares about. He, he, he does passion pieces, you know, and I respect actors so much for stuff like that it just it means so much it just shows that they care and and let's face it if we care so much about these movies and we're not even in them we're just mm-hmm. fans it's like it's nice to see that people like that take pride in their work and and that's the great thing so when when the questions were asked about friday four he didn't brush by and say oh yeah that's silly little horror movie no he got into it he talked about his character. He talked about a lot of stuff. And that's great, you know? What more could you ask for? Nothing. Nothing. Exactly. All right, what do you think of uh, Ted White, the guy who played Jason? Great job. I think he is... He was good. I liked Richard Brooker in 3 better. But I think Ted did a very good job in following it up. You know, I think I think Ted was the most, uh, like, menacing. He was like a, yeah. was like a shark man going after you. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, he's like a beast. He was so brooding too, and 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 I've heard this argument a lot too. Not even an argument. It's basically a fact. That was the last time that Jason was really human, like a real guy. If you yep. think about it, because obviously five wasn't him, and then six, boom, lightning, zombie, Jason. Here we go. Now it's fucking, you know, balls right. to the wall. So if he's a real guy. He moved like a real guy, you know. His and and that's so funny about when you hear people say, you know, Jason doesn't run, dude. He ran all through that movie from one house to the other. He was running all over this goddamn place. So I just think it's so funny. I don't know where people come up with that stuff. Like I think you know what it is. I think it's uh, it's like those ones you said, part six and seven and eight. He don't run. Mm-hmm. So people kind of associate. You know, like, think about it like this. When you think of Jason, which one do you think of? Kane Hodder. That's what first pops in your mind when you hear the word Jason Voorhees? Zombie Jason, yeah, like with with the chains and everything. Mm -hmm. Right. For me, it's part, like, four. That's what pops into my mind. What about you, Mike? I would have to say uh, Kane probably, only because he played Jason the longest. So that's probably why he, you know, is the first. See, four is my favorite. Yeah, see, yeah, like, four's my favorite, though, but, like, when you said what pops into your mind, for some reason, it's just, that's the definitive one, for some reason, it's just, not that even it's scarier, because, like you said, I think Ted White was very menacing, I, I love that word, he was, he was, he was, he was creeping, and he was just always there, and, and, like you said, when he killed Rob there, 
it was just, uh, you know, memorable stuff. Yeah, yeah. They really capture some good stuff. Absolutely. You got, uh, I guess, favorite quotes. We kind of went over that with, uh, you know, that was great, and uh, where the hell's a corkscrew, (laughs) dead fuck. Um, Soitenly, that's not one of my, you know. Yeah, I like that. that was with the F moment. <laughs> uh, the location. Uh, it was basically on the outskirts of, I guess, Camp Crystal Lake. Would you say? Yep. Yeah. So you got. You start off at Camp Crystal Lake. You go to Packnack Lodge. You go to Higgins Haven. Then you go to the outskirts, a couple houses. That's about it. Originality of the storyline. Uh, Rob's going to avenge Jason. That was not done before. You got the Jarvises basically just chilling, hanging out. Uh, not really doing too much. And you got a house party. Um, not really original, but it worked. Well, even when they went down to the lake and, uh, you know, when they were on the uh, rope swing and stuff like that. Ah, yes. There, there were some nice uh, parts to that movie, you know, on the dock and stuff like that. And let's face it, you know, it's always been camp before, camp related. Let's get ready for this camp. This was... Hey, we're going to a house. We're partied. We're not even gonna pretend that we're gonna fucking be getting ready for any type of camping or anything. No, we're going to a party house, which is very confusing because I always wondered how big Crystal Lake actually was. Because yeah. Jason, I'm sure, would have found those houses before. Or at least, you know, I just find it hard to believe that he's just now running into the Jarvises. Right. Okay. Ready? I'm gonna give Mike a geek quiz. You're going to give me a geek quiz. Yeah, Mike, what was wrong with the car? What did Tommy say? It's a solenoid. Oh, my God. Nice, dude. <laughs> Excellent job. Excellent job. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. All right, well, I think we pretty much covered this, unless you guys think... Uh... No, I think we I think we pretty much uh, ran the gamut. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Had, had, a, had a little flaws, had a little funny things to talk about, but hey, man... Uh, rating time. Uh, this this is a uh, nine and a half. I, I'll say nine and a half. Mike, um, eight point five. There you go. See, this is my ten. This uh, I love this movie. This is probably my favorite one. Ten. All right. Well, there you have it. So, this is Alex, Michael J, and Dan Chase. And this was our Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. Review and breakdown in the 12 days of Friday the 13th. For Rabbit and Blue Radio, this was the Skeleton Crew. We'll see you tomorrow when we <laughs> delve into the uh, the in-between of the Friday the 13th franchise. And uh, there's a reason. There's a little space here between the, you know, the first batch and the second batch. And we'll get into all that tomorrow at Harbid.com. See you tomorrow. You're a dead fuck. What? A dead fuck? A lousy lay. You know? A dead fuck. Oh, I see. Oh, don't hold it back for me, Doc. I can take it. Give it to me straight. I did not say it. The computer did. Yeah, well, there is no computer. Aha. And there's no Betty, either. And I'm a dead fuck. Like I said, the computer don't lie.